You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, you're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put him in the morgue. You goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. It's called Pilot Radio. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzer. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> Yeah, it ends up looking like a giant Ghost Rider. That's so fucking cool. That's great. It like yeah, Jason Aaron's whole, so like in that in, the the bottom image where like all four of them are standing together. Yeah, that's mech style, like like fucking like Power Rangers Zords Zord scale. Everyone, uh-huh. Thor and She Hulk are also like a hundred feet tall. That's yeah, that's that's cool as fuck. Like, and it was also like, um, and they kind of reference. I think they referenced it in the in the article. Um, this is Robbie's like, he's just joined the Avengers team, um, and he's like, I don't know if I can, if I really need to be, if I, if I really qualify to work on this scale and all this. And he's like, Wait, I know what I can do. And he goes, <laughs> like the the celestial finally dies. Uh, like it, it was like possessed by something. Um, or no, it, or, or it might just be that the body, that, that particular body, was just had been dead for a while, yeah. um, and, and just on Earth, and he just like hops in the head, and he's like, "Oh, this is so gross," and just takes it over. Oh, but a thing I was wondering about um, was uh, so in Guardians of the Galaxy, nowhere is the head of a dead celestial, and yeah, yeah, there are whole injury uh, in- industries built around like mining all of the weird elements and shit inside of it yeah that's right so just imagine like damage control or somebody who's doing like what the vulture's doing um going in there and like what the fuck are they gonna find inside that body yeah yeah and also like Mm. did it did it did the entire thing change to stone or was it like just the shell of it or you know, there's 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 lots of opportunities. Is there is there still like a living nougat center inside? Yeah. Yeah. 
I would assume a celestial is like caramel and nougat, right? Like, well, obviously. Yeah, I mean, yeah, duh. With some like French Krispies and oh, the crispy pieces. Yeah, yeah. got to do that. Got to do the crispies. Yeah, like a, like a hundred grand. <laughs> Except a million grand. Million grand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's get serious, damn it. Um, yeah. Quit fucking around. Let's talk about nerd <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm not even doing like an official intro. This is just our intro. Like, I don't even give a fuck. I was listening back to an old episode of us um, and we used to, sometimes we would do like a very formal, like, hi, this is us, we're at the diner. Um, and then other times we would just kind of just start talking. And like, in. yeah, that's what we're doing today. So hi, everybody. Welcome to the second episode mm-hmm. this week <laughs> or the first episode, depending on when you're listening to it. It's an episode. How about that? It's at the diner. Hi, my name is Mike Lunsford. I am the editor-in-chief of The Great Geek Refuge. In fact, we just celebrated back in July. Um, it is our eighth anniversary, so I'm super excited about that. We've continued this thing going for eight years. Mike, yeah. someone someone else has an anniversary that just passed recently, too. Oh, did they? Yeah. And who might that be? Uh, I believe it might be Mr. Rambo. I just as of a few yeah. days ago. Oh, that's right. Fuck. Yeah. That was such a fun episode. Been on here for four years. Damn, dude. It's four four years? I was sure it was like two. Yeah, and what? Facebook was like, nah. Four. Four. But you know, pandemic makes time weird. It does. <laughs> pandemic does make time weird. It's yeah. kinda like it's kinda like the blip. Like all of it's it, just yeah. It's it's two years of real time and yeah. two years of fake time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that means that your tenure then, MC, is. Are you a year before him? No, it was. It was early. It was earlier that year. Mine because, was Feb- February of that year. Oh, because it was. You were with the other place. Yeah. First. Yeah. yeah. And, and that place and, doesn't and, count. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because. Uh, <laughs> hold on. No, you're good. While he's while he's coughing, um, none of those other people are even but, like doing things anymore, as far as I know. It's just us. Like no, we're yeah, the only I mean, ones that continued on. No, no, you're right. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it, it was literally like his, this is also kind of the also the anniversary of when we started doing GGR full time too. Nice. If I remember, August is when August was like the deadline for people at the other place to get their stuff together because you weren't going to keep doing everything. That's, that's right. And that's then right. August passed and su- came September. Nobody did shit. Yeah. Yep. So now we're here doing our thing, which honestly, like that was kind of the plan the whole time was like, I had a feeling that nobody was going to pull their weight. And I was like, I like this nerdy guy. Um, he's really, really good. He knows sports. He knows comic books. He knows movies. He knows TV. He knows video games. Like, I'm just going to steal him from my other project. And let's see if he's cool with that. And then, hey, let's bring Rambo. I like Rambo. And, like, this is our new, like, Voltron force that we have, three of us. And then we've added on a couple other people. We've got... Um, let me give some shout outs here while we're while we're we're talking about it. Shout out to uh to Jess and to Russ who are running the Gamer Den. Uh they are doing weekly podcasts now about video games, all things video games. You guys should check them out. Uh it's the Gamer Den. You can find it on any of your podcasting apps, websites of choice. You can find it right here on the Great Geek Refuge as well. Another shout out to Mr. William BJ Robinson, uh, who's one of the co-hosts of 
um, our Star Trek-based podcast that we have called FedCon that's hosted by a GGR editor, Mariah Beachboard. I'm also uh, one of the uh, continual panelists on that uh, show as well. That was a lot of fun because it's not just about Star Trek, it's also about inclusivity and all the things that the new Trek is doing and like making sure that it's like, a lot of positivity going on. So we try to stay positive. We try to talk about all the things that we love, about all the diversity and inclusion that these are doing. But if you guys haven't looked it up, um, BJ does a lot of really, really awesome stuff. He's got his own website called Tough Talks, and it really goes into like all, uh, really all the things that are going on in our country right now with conversations about diversity, about critical race theory, about racism. And like, he just does really, really good stuff. He's also an incredibly talented musician and singer. Like he does, uh, he works for a playhouse in San Diego. He did a one man show about the pandemic. Like he's super talented. And I'm really glad that we have him um, as one of our contributors here on GGR. So we're looking forward to doing more cool things with him as well. I wanna talk about the foundation of what this website is because it's gonna dovetail into this conversation. Um, we recently had, we have a group on Facebook and if anybody is not following it, you should join us, it's fun. Lots of, lots of cool and fun things. We had had somebody that, we set rules and we had somebody that continued to toe the line of decency when it came to our rules. And we all, like all the admins were like, eh, maybe we should kick this guy. And we're like, well, he hasn't really actually broken a law yet. He's just a dick. Yeah, and he he's finally- He's irritating, but he's yes. not actually like yeah. causing a real problem. Yeah. And then he stepped over the line. And like, I just want to make this clear as, as who we are, because we've talked about this before, about kind of redefining what GGR was all about. This is a website and a podcast network and a Facebook group that has no room for gatekeepers, for hate or misogynistic bullshit at all, period, end of sentence. I don't give a fuck what point you think you're trying to make. I don't give a fuck like if you're just trying to have political discourse because fuck, it's not political discourse when you're being a misogynistic prick. Okay, like there's nothing to discuss there. I'm, I'm fucking sick of it. I don't care who invited you to the group. I don't care who told you to listen to the podcast. It, you do not have the right to disrespect others, period. And it's not open for debate. There's no debate to be had, period. Like hate is not something that you can debate. And that we've talked about this before. Every single time somebody tries to do that, they shift you over. Well, let's, we're just talking. We're just having a polite conversation. No, the fuck we're not. Because if we have to start like legitimizing what you're saying, then the goalposts move and it changes everything. Hate has no place, period. And, I'm, and we're not gonna put up with it. Like there is no place at this website, at the Facebook group, on Twitter, on the podcast airwaves for any of it, period. And that's why we're gonna be talking about what we're talking about today, because I'm loving that not just people like us, people that have a lot more power than we do are finally starting to stand up. We're having people that we've all looked up to as creators. And we're gonna start with Neil Gaiman. Because let me tell you, we haven't talked about the Sandman yet on these airwaves and we will, again, I promise. Um, but let me tell you, Neil Gaiman has stepped up his game, man. Gay man, get it? Like, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to do it. Thank you very much. I'll be here all week, folks. Um, he has been unapologetically, like, just roasting people. Like, even going so far as to roast Elon Musk, as Elon Musk talks shit about Lord of the Rings. Because 
I don't know if you guys saw it. Elon Musk was like, why is it that all the men in the Lord of the Rings series on Amazon are are cowards or bad or evil or bastards? Like, it's messed up. And, like, Neil Gaiman was just like, shut the fuck up, dude. Nobody cares. Like, it, it's... He, he did that with Sandman when people were like, well, I just don't understand why death has to be a black woman. He's like, if you read this series, you know that every single one of these characters doesn't actually have a yeah. form. They literally can shift form whenever the fuck they want to. And this person is in this role because they are an awesome actress and I saw their performance and it moved me to tears. Fuck off. Right. His exact, his, the exact quote for Elon was great he's like elon elon musk doesn't come to me for advice on how to fail to buy twitter i don't go to him, <laughs> I don't go to him for film tv or literature criticism oh eat a dick elon it's oh. been it's been especially <laughs> satisfying because neil gaiman is a guy who is most often up until now been seen as like this very sweet very like um accommodating poet who um just wants to talk about mythology and yeah. and 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 fantasy and, and writing and literature oh so now he's like get fucked you nerds and <laughs> he is so aggressive about it and it's, I think oh, he's it, channeling channeling a little bit of terry honestly just, i could absolutely see that it just yeah. make oh it makes me feel so good also anytime somebody like makes some moronic statement about what Pratchett would or wouldn't think. And he's like, well, I knew the man for like 20 or 30 years, um, so I can tell you what I think. And then you can go ask his daughter what she thinks. Uh, and <laughs> just <laughs> ripping into people. But also it just occurred to me uh, this morning when I was kind of like prepping for this, uh, by having Kirby Howell Baptiste play Death, she's the Black Death. Yeah, that's fucking great. That's awesome. Um, also, yeah, like that. Oh god, that episode is so good. Um, that whole series, like, but have, have we all finished it? No. Okay. All. okay. all right. No rush. Watch yeah. it your, at, at a leisurely pace. Yes. Um, but uh, it it's particularly interesting that there were so many complaints about her playing death, uh, and the 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 re swapping there. Um, because there are numerous characters that in the comics were portrayed as white or as male, um, that get gender bent, race bent. Um, Lucian, the librarian, is a white man in the comics. She is a, uh, uh he, I honestly don't know. So they're played by a black woman in in the series didn't hear any complaints about that oh the librarian um yeah cain oh, and abel cain and abel are seemingly two white men in the comics they are clearly two arab men in the series hmm, weird didn't think about hear anything about that it's oh it's almost it... like the people that were the first humans that we've established came from mesopotamia well there's there's certainly that it would make sense that it weird. very much makes sense that cain and abel would be uh, uh like arab descent um yeah. but my point is um oh i don't think these nerds wanted to fuck any of them <laughs> and they look at death and they're like well i can't get hard for that which that's a whole other thing there's <laughs> yeah. literally 
plot points in the episode where like death turns heads everywhere she goes um with good reason yeah um but uh but yeah it's it is so telling when these people are being so loud about these things yeah um yeah it's it it's, really is and yeah and oh god game just ripping into people is so satisfying in like that in that very biting dry british wit way yes as well it's not like it's not like i he's not like get fuck nerds which we're saying but he's just like <laughs> He, he, he basically does it in this very eloquent way of being like, wow, not only are you dumb, uh, you're also illiterate. And like, and just like completely eviscerates them and like just takes any point that they had. Like, I love when people are like, well, this is wrong. He's like, that's cool. I created it and it's not. So yeah, shut up. The, the, the I saw at least one tweet yeah. where uh, he responded to where someone was accusing him of not being true to the source material. Yeah. He wrote it, you assholes. Yeah. Like, what? Wait. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's what what I love is is I look back on um what happened with Star Wars when uh Daisy Ridley and Kelly Marie Tran were essentially bullied off of social media. Um John Boyega, same thing. You know, like he just caught so much shit. Um that we're now starting to see these bigger named stars and creators like standing up like i i don't want to say it started with but like when you and mcgregor made a point of standing up and being like no you're not going to sit here and you're not going to tell me um and i can't remember her name moses um uh moses ingram thank you yeah you're not going to sit here and you're you're going to tell me that moses ingram is not an amazing actress because she is and you're not going to be racist and misogynistic against her for this. We're all together in this. And then you saw fucking Anson Mount, Captain Pike from Star Trek be like, nope, we got her back too. And like you started seeing this groundswell of we're not putting up with this shit anymore. Again, I don't think it started with him, but that's like, it, it's it, uh, recency bias. Like that's the one that I can think of most recently. And like, you're seeing it from a lot of places now. Like, what was, what's what's hilarious to me, and we've talked about it before on these airwaves, is that there are entire YouTube channels who make millions of dollars off of feeding into this shit. I, I didn't even know this, because this just shows you how disconnected I am from this sort of shit, that, that people were criticizing the movie Prey, which we talked about on these airwaves with... Um, why did I just, Jordan, I just blanked on her name. Uh, sorry, Jordan. Um, we talked about it on these airwaves, right? We talked about how good that movie was. They were trashing the movie before it even came out. Of course. Because you don't have to have seen it. All the responses are stock. I, I mean, honestly, I don't know which is worse. Um, someone who is properly bigoted and is really sharing their authentic opinion. Or someone who is literally just going whichever direction the wind blows in order to get views, in order to stir up controversy and get more and more attention. Um, no, I do, it's the bigot. Um, but 
yeah it's not it's not about crit criticism there's no critique in any of these things because they're talking about things they haven't experienced when i i i talked about this recently uh somewhere i don't know um before horizon forbidden west came out when they were just showing trailers yeah the, uh, this is the tweet uh you responded to my tweet talking about yes this. yes 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 uh yeah i thought i thought i was talking to y'all i couldn't remember who um there was an image of aloy that you know it's just like i mean on horizon forbidden uh horizon zero dawn on, on ps4 still looks phenomenal but yeah. forbidden west looks amazing and they showed like this is what aloy will look like and it was just a portrait and there were all these complaints from these fucking bros about how she looks like a dude and she's not wearing any makeup and blah 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 she doesn't look like a girl and some asshole went and photoshopped makeup on her to make her prettier um and yeah just all this bitching about how she looks like a guy in the game if you've actually played it one of the things you can customize aside from your weapons and your outfits are face paints the different tribes you meet have different kinds of paints and a couple of them just look like straight up beauty makeups so if you'd actually played it you'd know you were full of shit but again it's not about real genuine criticism they're not reacting to the thing that actually is they're reacting to the thing and they're in in, in their perception of it yep 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 because that is exactly what's happening with everything surrounding the new Sonic game coming out later this year is literally it's literally that and it's really fucking it's really fucking annoying and it makes me want to distance myself even more than I already than I already have like to call this community toxic would be probably you know very much an understatement and that's not to say that like there's not valid criticism of Sega because you know Sega is I mean if you've if you've been if you've played any of their game any of their Sonic games for the last 15 years yeah you'd be pretty angry and livid at them too however like like there's valid criticism and then there's like just like hate projection which is what I feel like was happening a ton so like one of the examples I cited it's like these past past couple of days uh they revealed like the opening and ending theme songs for the game that are, that are coming out right now a few months a few months ago when we got the first trailer like there was like this like some like so really soft piano melody type of music that played you know underneath the trailer and like if it very much fit the kind of somber tone that the trailer was cut to look like like it it, it fit what it was and so this big discourse happened all over everywhere and a lot of people you know kind of let their racism show because they were like you know like they couldn't come up with an actual good reason why hip-hop couldn't be like the main theme music for for a sonic game why like jazz or some other genre like the, the like the valid like the valid answer i could give was like oh well if you're talking about a creature that thrives on like adventure then yeah you would want music that kind of sounds that way like just in general right but most of the stuff you were getting is just like oh well it just doesn't feel like him you know that seems to be more of a more of a knuckles type of type of thing <laughs> that's more of the you black know? characters thing like yeah and it's like the guy with dreads obviously he would be fuck. like it's like so like so like so what so what is it 
like what is it and so people were whining like you could go on youtube a couple couple months ago and find uh, just a shit ton of people make making the kind of like uh hate videos we've talked about before that people made in, for like moses ingram's character or for like uh bad woman and like like all these other uh in the other of she hulk now like you can find all that kind of stuff being made about this just for when the the stuff that got revealed today it's like oh they gave you the exact thing you were asking for but instead but instead of just being happy with whatever it is that they were going to give you because they clear very clearly have shown that they've been trying to listen to the fans you all decided like hey why don't we be racist because they're not allowed to do anything different than the thing that they've done before if you're not going to do it exactly how you did it the way you did it when i remember getting into it 20 years ago then it's bad it's wrong it's terrible and like to, to also kind of piggyback on uh, with that with uh, something rambo mentioned too so one of the things that people were whining about was like the game not being mo like not having momentum in it or it looking stiff and all looking all this and that and people were just like oh this game just looks like it's going to be mid it's going to be trash you know we should we should pack up our bags and just go play fan games because the fan games are better they know more so on and so forth just for you know at the first like public demo all your speed is customizable for your play style oh shit it's yes it the game is very much how do you like to play these type of games you can adjust it to you can adjust it to your liking that's if, great they're going the like the control and guardians of the galaxy yes and yes. the Ryzen games like full customizability yes dope, dude yes that's you, fucking like, awesome you, you can like how however like how if you if you if you are if you were someone who was who grew up with like the boost era stuff you can you can have that that's part of it you can you can do that if you like the more adventure style where you kind of have more free form movement and you can kind of you know control how fast and slow the character goes you have that as well there's a whole skill tree that's part of this game too where all of that is customizable on top of it if you really want to focus in on just the speed aspect of it, you can do that. But it's like people were just whining and complaining so much before we even knew what it was just for it, them to finally show you that they have been listening. And, and like they talk sorry, so God. much. Uh, that's my, my last thing. Like they just talked so much stuff three months ago, literally in June when we when IGN gave us those first reveals. They talk so much trash about it. Like there's someone who legitimately has like a five hour streaming rant video Jesus. about that like two minute trailer where they're just, they're stopping frame by frame, replaying stuff and then yelling on camera about why this fucking sucks. And well, lo and behold, it, yeah, I'm like, like have some patience guys, like, or just don't play the game, which is also an option. Like, you don't have to buy the game when it comes out. You can you have all the 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 not great fan games, you know, that you can go play. Like you can go ahead and do all of that. Like it's like this is what they're giving us, and it's very clear that they've been listening to fan to fan feedback and trying to do things different. If you're not gonna be patient in showing in with in in allowing them to show us what they've changed to change to to you know to to make things different going forward then just go do something else like i used to love kingdom hearts i stopped i have not played kingdom hearts since 2006 because they stopped making games and i just went and found other shit that i liked and that's taking up all my time
Yeah. It's it's just it's just it's just it's just fucking annoying. I didn't complain about them not putting a game out in fifteen years. I just went and played some other shit. Yeah, it's a bummer when a thing that you enjoy dries up. That sucks. Yeah. Um but it happens. Move the fuck on. Um but also like to to your point earlier about the um the like oh it just doesn't feel right like this doesn't feel like the right kind of uh, music for this just say you don't like hip hop yeah. no one's gonna be mad about that cool you you don't like yeah, rap that's you fine you don't have to that's like it fine you know but hold on hold on, hold on. but yeah, you're good sorry it's not about an opinion of theirs it's not that I don't like this it's that this is demonstrably bad this is wrong. I am an expert on this particular media. I know exactly what should and shouldn't happen. I can be the one to explain, no, they fucked up. Sonic is supposed to be blah, blah, blah. And in fact, they have broken away from that and thereby ruined it. Because if it was just, oh, well, I just don't like hip hop. Then it would just be your opinion. Yeah. But by stating it as this doesn't have the right feel they get to put themselves in this position of being oh i mean uh, uh, like of being exactly what we've been talking about of being literal gatekeepers mm -hmm. no i am the one who can say what is good and what is bad what is allowed and what is not and when someone violates those rules then I get to to show my ass and like really explain like no no, no you're you're wrong that's not right. how it's supposed to work the, the, the other frustrating thing, too, um, with this, too, is uh, I kind of feel and because I, I kind of feel like with and this is not even specific to Sonic. This this can apply to so many different things, too, which is people being so. I don't know if desperate is the right word, but like they don't just allow themselves to just to get immersed in what the product even is so they feel like they need to like spoil the thing for themselves like i need all of this stuff ruined for me before i decide to do this like it's, it's the there's a few youtubers i follow now that have there that have been making daily 15 minute videos about some new minute piece of information because they seemingly even though this game is apparently gonna gonna take over 40 plus hours to beat because that's how much content they're packing into it they're like no we need to know anything and everything and it's like what happens to like i get like i get one like getting excited and they're like you want to see things but you you want to get exposure to things so you want to know if this might be something worth getting interested in that's what the trailers are for not you know who can break who can you know uh hack into the source code of this website and reveal what's behind this wall of this secret page that they haven't revealed to the public so i can make a whole thing uh, make a whole thing it's like we're gonna find out eventually you know what like what the thing is like just have some patience and you know if it's like if you if you don't like it when you know what it is then okay cool don't you know don't there are going to be those of us who do like it and that's all it has to be you can just go find something else that you enjoy or go to the older stuff that you know you enjoy and play that all over again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My my big thing with this is, first off, I think hip hop and Sonic makes so much sense, and here here's why. Um, Sonic was the Sonic was the answer to Mario. Mario was 
fun. Everybody fucking loves Mario, right? Super Mario on the original Nintendo was dope. It was fun. It was great. It was whatever, right? But like when I think of Nintendo as a company, Nintendo is fun and family friendly and cool. And like, like that would be jazz, honestly, to me. Like, hey, it's free form. It's kind of like it's cool and fun and hip. Sonic was the answer to that. It was, if I remember correctly, Sega even said, we do what Nintendo don't. Like, <laughs> Sonic was all about fast. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sonic was all about being fast, was about being a rebel. He had an attitude. He like, yeah. that was, yeah. His shoulder was... to it, like, yeah, like crossed his arms. Like, he He's had an attitude. The, the... The DreamWorks eyebrow before the before DreamWorks yeah. existed. <laughs> exactly, and like yeah. on top of that, like you know what hip hop is, you know what rap is. It's it's that. It's that attitude. It's the fuck the man. Like that's how does that not fit together? And like, like you said, you know, just say you don't like the thing, you know, and, and like say that you don't like. Well, I don't really like this type of music. Right. But like, I'll give you a perfect example. When I was a kid. Like I, I was, I was joking about this with Sandy the other day. Um, that like I can't claim that I have a like I'm an A plus expert student in hip hop and rap, but I'm a C student. I graduated, you know. Like I know enough about hip hop and rap Got to be able to degree. talk. It's yeah. not as yeah. I was I was not magna cum laude. GPA. Yeah, I was not magna cum laude, but I got through. Um, like. <laughs> What exposed me to, to some of the rap that I love now and the, and the hip hop that I love now, it sounds dumb, video games. You yeah. know how I got exposed to um, Blackstar and Most Def and Talib Kweli was through Madden. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah. No, yeah. Madden started integrating like rap into the games. And I was like, this is dope. I love this song. I looked them up. I downloaded their stuff. I bought their albums. Like... It's a great way to introduce people to new shit. Yeah. And like, I don't remember any, well, I mean, that's the other thing is the internet wasn't as prevalent as it is now, but like, I don't remember people bitching about that with Madden. Like I maybe they did, they might've, who, who fucking cares at this point? Um, it was a whole hell of a lot better than just that, like ma- like the Fox sports music. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Cause that used to be in your Maddens that were like on like the, uh, on like your Super Nintendos, your Segas, your like, and as you moved up into the the consoles, but that that changed the game. Honestly, I think that's what brought a lot of people into the game, and that's what made it what it is today. You can yeah. do that with Sonic. I think that would be dope as fuck. Also, I mean, it's funny you say that too, because like the the other game that I thought about with that is one that I feel like is universally applauded, and that was the the Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack. Yeah, and how many and how, like that. That was one of the things that I, that that got me really into Sky and, and a bunch of different types of rock music that I hadn't yeah. been exposed to because yeah. of how much I played that game and how much yeah. I really loved that soundtrack. Fuck and Crazy Taxi. Yeah, Crazy Taxi <laughs> had a great soundtrack too, man. <laughs> Fucking Offspring was on there. Yeah. Um, there's so much of this that sounds like Star Wars. So I mean, much yeah, of this I mean, that sounds yeah, like it, the Star Wars it's, fandom. It's, 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 it's a it's a big it's a big. Like we like in our the Sonic community has their own diaspora wars of sorts. So like uh it's not like you have uh like you have like the original truthers who are just like we only swear by the Sega Genesis stuff and nothing else. That's the only version that we like. Then you have the people like myself who grew up on that, but we kind of got we we were more the um the early multimedia era stuff so like the cartoons the and then like the, the next level consoles dreamcast uh gamecube so on and so forth 
and then like that adventure era style of games where you kind of got like a good mix of like stories that were both serious because they had stakes to it but you know it was still also like really fun and engaging because like it is for children so like there's still that that aspect of it too and then you have like and i have to check myself on this because it is my least favorite era and i feel very get off my lawn when they talk but <laughs> you have the the meta era which has basically been like the last 15 years or so which has basically been like this like self-referential kind of like she-hulk but like this like kind of self-referential style of humor and jokiness and none of the games ever really have stakes and like it's it's just kind of fun and lively which is not it's not bad like it it's like i don't like it but it's just not for me like it that, and that's just kind of where i leave it it's not for it's not yeah. my favorite era of of stuff and it's not one that i like really care to revisit all that much but like the people who like it definitely like it and like you know we have our clash like they're definitely clashes like people like the the young kids saying oh hey those movies you like or those those games you like yeah those weren't actually any good at all it'd be like, it, like it's kind of like saying the equivalent it'd be like a younger star wars fan going coming up to you guys and being like yeah uh yeah four five and six not that good <laughs> see i would laugh like, and be like yeah you're probably right <laughs> yeah it's like yeah i mean I'm, I'm happy you you have an opinion on that yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's what's killer to me about all of this is like how similar these all are because you get the same thing with star wars fans um the people who talk about the books the extended universe books like let me just be clear here okay i read a lot of those books in fact i probably read most of them because there was nothing else. There was no other content at the time. Like you had the prequels and that was about it. Maybe a couple of video games, but like it was very limited. It's not like it is now, you know? Like you damn kids, you got it so good now. Um, but the books for the most part were just okay. And I'm sure that there are people out there who are like blasphemy, how dare you say that Mike? I don't care, get fucked. Because they weren't that good in the first place. There were some of them that were really cool, but for the most part, there was just a lot of just weird shit going on and like, the best thing that happened to Star Wars was other people getting uh, access to be able to do shit with it. Okay, who do I? Who am I referencing? I'm referencing the Clone Wars series, not the like the long one. I'm. T it was uh, what's his name? Uh, Gendi Tarakovsky. Yeah, I yeah. might be butchering his last name. Tarakovsky. Like, he did those two series of like shorts. They're like five minutes long, but there's like 20 minutes, uh, 20 episodes or so. And those are fucking great because you got to see Star Wars from somebody else's perspective. You got to see some new shit. And that's what you need. You need new life. You need like different perspectives. That's what I love about the new stuff. Did I like the book of Boba Fett? Fuck, we talked about it. It was all right. Yeah. Did I like the Mandalorian? Yes, because you're getting new perspectives. The yeah. best Star Wars that's come out recently is Visions. The fucking anime Star Wars they did because that shit is off the rails. None of it makes any sense. None of it has anything to do with canon. Who the fuck cares? It's fun. Like, yeah. it, it it was so enjoyable because like, and and maybe this is a me thing, but like I like seeing other people's perspectives. I like pineapple on my pizza. I like people trying weird shit, weird combinations of stuff. Yeah. And like, that's the thing is like, I joke, I say that like, and pointing that at you, MC, like, cause I know you don't, <laughs> but like, I also know that you're not gonna tell me, you know, that I'm bad and wrong and that it's blasphemous to do it. You're just like, right. I don't, I don't like it. That's fine because you accept that it's okay to do that. And like, 
the fact that people try to protect these things, like they're somehow like, you're going to ruin this thing and I'm not going to like it anymore. You still have the old thing. Watch the old thing. If you're stuck in the 80s, fucking watch the shit from the 80s. Yeah. But like, I've actually shifted a little bit. I used to be more Star Wars than Star Trek. I used to like Star Wars more than I like Star Trek. I'm starting to shift. And the reason why is because the fan base in Star Trek has overwhelmingly shifted. There's still the bitchy old people who are like, this isn't my Star Trek, yada, yada, yada. Like, this is too woke. Like, talking about a series that was literally like on the cutting edge of like race relations in the 60s. But like, for the most part, the newer generation of Star Trek fans has been like, eat it old man we don't care and like they've really grabbed onto it and that's awesome whereas star wars fans seem to be still in a culture war they still seem to be fighting with each other and like people that i respect a little less now are still like well i don't like what they're doing with the new star wars i don't like this and it's too woke and i'm just like i i give up and like i hear them regurgitate the same shit that i hear in these awful fucking youtube videos and i hear them say things like i just don't understand why this character had to be black like why does it matter yeah why is that a thing why do you care well i just liked the books better the books weren't that fucking good to begin with like but that was canon no it's not it was never canon. i think it was then because george lucas yeah george lucas was basically like I don't fucking care. Like, he literally was like, yeah, put my stamp on it. I don't give a shit. And it was at the time, like you said, it was at the time. But it's not now because it doesn't fit with what they're trying to do. And with with what they're trying to do is they're trying to make it more diverse. They're trying to give other people opportunities. And, like, you do realize that's the definition of gatekeeping is the opposite of that. And that's what was happening. It's only certain people were allowed to tell the stories. And that's not, that's not fair. That's not right. And, like, the fact that you're holding on to that and you're fighting that is, it's sad. It's really, really sad that you can't see the good that comes from this. To quote Leonard Nimoy, instead of hanging on to canon and protecting it, ask yourself, what can Star Trek tell me now? What stories can it tell me? What's short, what stories can it show me? Like that, it's so much more enjoyable. And like to see other people excited about stuff is, is just as enjoyable too. Yep. You don't have like and me liking something you dislike doesn't make us enemies. Exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't have mean, to anyway. It certainly doesn't have to. Like like that by itself doesn't. Yeah. Whether you react differently to it is something else entirely. Um and part of it is is I mean a big part of it is like people have their entire identities wrapped up in the things they like and dislike. Um, What do you mean you like My Chemical Romance? They're my favorite band. Okay. And it it becomes a a matter of, okay, you like this band. I don't like this band. If I don't like it, that must mean that there's something wrong with it. There's something wrong with it. There's something wrong with my opinion. Ergo, there's something wrong with me. Ergo, you think you don't like me or i just don't like that band i don't like that movie or that show it's not for me that's it is a profound piece of wisdom that a lot of people just don't understand 
not everything has to be for you. It would be great if it were, but it's not. And again, it doesn't have to be. There are plenty of things everywhere of all types to pick up. So do that. Do I wish that uh, uh, Love and Thunder skewed more toward the comic? Absolutely. Yeah. But it didn't. Bummer. What are you going to do? Yeah. Find like, something you enjoyed in it, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know or what? just find the version of it that you find something in that that you like. That's just really that simple. Absolutely that. Absolutely that. And, like, you know what didn't happen? Marvel didn't magically pulp all the comics when they released the movie. Yeah. I can go back and read that story whenever I want. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing is, like, okay, I didn't like it as much as I had hoped. Maybe if I scream about it online, it'll just become a different movie. That's how that works, that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's <laughs> and that's honestly kind of the uh, well, you go ahead and finish. I'm sorry. No, no, I mean that's really it. Like it's just yeah. you know, there's no amount of bitching on your part that's gonna just change reality. But see, Either... that, and see that's see, and that's where like the dangers of the internet come into play because we we witnessed it. We have at least two examples of it. One with the original Sonic design and then bullying that studio that inevitably went out of business that same year. And also everything surrounding uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. And, and people now having at least two different examples of bullying uh, bullying someone in position, uh, a company or studio in a position of power into changing the thing because they're unhappy. Yeah, I on a on a macro version, I agree. Yeah, that was both of those things were there was a good that came from it, but there was also a bad. But like when you look at it, like I think everyone can agree that that original Sonic design was was pretty bad. No, no, it was it yeah. was bad. It was bad. Like it, yeah, it did, but also like money went into going through those reshoots those animators had to go do all of that and that studio went out of business yeah which sucks right? yeah but like it's just it's one of those things that like and the same thing with with the the justice league as we know after finding out all the shit with fucking joss whedon like that was a mess and like do i think that 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 it deserved snyder's cut maybe it was just it's shitty that like the reason that came out, I feel like the reason it came out was not because of the, the fanboys, not because of the hashtag release of Snyder cut. I think it was because DC kind of wanted to see what he could do. And I think Snyder probably felt the same way. I don't think, cause didn't Snyder come out and basically like tell all of those fanboys who did that to fuck off because they were all no. racist pieces of no, shit. No, no, nope. so, no, 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 that's, that's not, no, that's not exactly it. So, okay. uh, the, well, on the front end, the one, the one reason, the one reason we actually do know why they greenlit it was HBO Max was still in its infancy, and that was guaranteed. Like if you galvanized yeah, that group, you were going to get a ton of subscribers. Oh fuck! Just, and just wasn't there that story that Snyder was like stoking the fires of the release the Snyder cut thing, where he was basically like, 
I read something that was basically saying that like he was not behind it, but he was just kind of like, yeah, keep saying it, keep saying it. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, some, yeah, that he was fanning, that he was definitely helping, like in his own way, kind of fanning the flames, especially with his like strategic releases on uh, what is it, Vivo, that other site that he, that social media thing he's involved in, where he'll just like strategically release like a still of a mm-hmm. scene that didn't make the Whedon version of the movie. And then they would go viral. And then all those people would start adding Warner brothers and Walter Hamada and all these other people. And it would just become, it's, it would just become its own thing. And then like, instead of like, like trying to rein in some of those people just kept kind of releasing more and more things, saying things, he would say things when he would do interviews and he would get asked about it. And he wouldn't. He wouldn't say, "Oh yeah, no, it's never happening." I'm not, you know, anything like that. It'd be like, "Yeah, well, you know, it's not, you never know. It's, it's out of my hands, you know. You know, it wouldn't be the worst thing to continue doing it." <laughs> and like mutters under his breath, "Hashtag release really Snyder Cut." <clears throat> Man, you know, yeah, that's really yeah. what they want. You know? Yeah, and so that's that's just kind of that's just kind of that's just kind of what it is. And like, yeah, like yeah, there are times when he did say something. But it wasn't as often as it probably should have been. And oftentimes the stuff he did say didn't really, like it didn't do anything to sway the people who were even doing it to begin with. Like it's not, they weren't necessarily going to stop. Like with all of the antics, it would just be like, hey, in this specific instance, calm the fuck down. Like don't, yeah. don't I, I don't just know there, were, yeah. there was that one streamer where he basically was like, so fuck yeah. these guys. And they were so butthurt. Well, yeah, because that was the, uh, those were the, the, like the Gamergate people. Like, yeah, the, yeah there was, like, oh, yeah. he was speaking against, uh, against them. And I, I don't remember what that, what, what it was, but he didn't want to, he pretty much talked shit about, uh, he was talking shit about them um, for whatever, whatever the thing was. But yeah, he never, in terms of like any in sort of the other harassment and whatnot that was taking place didn't really do a whole lot with that he went yeah when when he would when he would talk against it it would it would be not hey don't don't keep like encouraging uh Warner brothers to do this it would be when like death threats would pop up or yeah. racism would pop up or, or yeah. any basically when when bigotry and, and like really nasty shit started rearing its head he's like hey that's not the way to do this. Um, Hashtag was, Snyder Cut. He's like, <laughs> yeah, I want them to do this as well, uh, but that's not the way to go about it. Yeah. Um, like, we're not going to bully them into doing it, which is funny because that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Um, it's it was a, a, a coming from a place of like it's more like passive resistance. Um, it's it's Andy Dufresne writing a letter to the, the the Massachusetts board to get funding for the library once a week. Here's your money. Um, Stop bugging us. Yeah. yeah. He's like, now I'll write two letters. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah there, there's something you said, Mike, that I, I want to talk about. Yeah. And I, I don't think it was like a conscious decision, but it, it does speak to the fan mindset. You said, did we deserve the Snyder cut. No. We don't deserve anything. The the like that that sort of uh, uh standpoint implies that there is a debt owed that um we've somehow earned um certain kinds of media or uh particular portrayals of characters. Um and the reality is 
it's not about like like Warner Brothers, Paramount, uh, Disney. None of these these corporations owe anyone anything. It does behoove them though to make media and entertainment and products that appeal to multiple different kinds of people, to wide audiences, um, that are going to make money. Yeah. So I think that 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 really speaks to the the perspective from a lot of these types of fans is um well, I should be able to have blank. You know, they owe me blank. Like, I I, I spent all this money on this thing. I, I read all these books and all this shit. And so I am owed a debt of media. Um, and I was like, no, you're not. You, you, you deserve to have the thing you paid for be given to you. That is what you deserve. But anything beyond that anything beyond um money changing hands a deal being struck it's simply a matter of i want to have i would like to have um and that really goes to the core of this whole problem is um a bunch of people acting like they are owed something when they haven't done anything to deserve anything. So let me give you a little perspective on this and kind of where I'm coming from with that. So I don't think it's so much the fans that they deserve that, but think of it like from the perspective of the director or the artist, you know, like the creator, the person who created this thing. Cause that's ultimately, yes, I know they're all just there to make money. Okay. But like, let's go back to uh, the Richard Donner and uh, he has a Donner cut of Superman two. Mm -hmm. because there was so much involvement in the studio to make it goofy and campy and add all this extra shit I, that didn't, I wouldn't say ruin the movie, but it gives a different perspective. And when he released it, if you watch it, it's like arguably a lot better than sure. the original version. And I remember reading Richard Donner's comments on it and saying, this is the version that you deserve saying like, this is my vision, this is that kind of thing. So I think of it more in like, from an artistic standpoint of like, this is the best I can give you, but there was interference involved with it. So that was more where I was coming from as far as that. Like, I don't think the people who were yelling and screaming released a Snyder Cut deserved a goddamn thing, but it was more so like, I could see where Zack Snyder would have the perspective of, I had a much different vision of what this thing was going to be. In fact, oh, I had all the pieces yeah. to do it. And this is what I feel you should have seen. Did they deserve it? No. Deserve probably wasn't the right choice of words because of that connotation as you just kind of set out there, Rambo. Like, it's just one of those things I could imagine, like, if I did, um, if we did one of our plays, you know, we, we tried another play. And, like, for whatever reason, there was involvement with something. And they were like, hey, you got to get this out and you got to rush it. And it's it, now, it needs to be released now. And it's not the best version that I could put out. I would feel that this isn't the best version and that the people listening to this deserve something better. That's just my perspective on it. Sure. But yeah. I, I would still say that like, you're, you're still coming from a place of you owe a debt to someone. Yeah. You feel yeah. indebted to your audience yeah. to give them the best thing you can. Yeah. Um, and, and to some degree, like I... I respect the perspective of um, a creator who 
has enough love and respect for their audience that they they do feel as though the work that they get should be the best thing they can make. Um, and it is fucking unfortunate as hell that the reason Snyder left slash was taken off of Justice League was because of such a horrible tragedy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I absolutely understand him being like, if I, I think there's definitely something to be said for like, if, I mean, look, I don't know the man, I haven't spoken to him, um, but there's, for me, there's a sense of, if I can make this movie um, the way I really wanted to, that might start to kind of fill a little of this hole. Um, Fuck, I didn't even think about that. God, like, no. that's you know, sad, but it's, and it's, I could see, I could totally see that. It's the one thing he can control. Um, he he can't undo the the death of his child. Um, he can make you know recut this movie. Um, so I I from like I'm mean, just from a human perspective, I understand that. Yeah. Um, but it does end up like like MC was saying, we have. In the same way that, hey, you know, Disney bought Fox, that means they, they oh, they made a, a new Predator movie with like a, uh, a native woman as the lead. That's so cool. And um, like the aliens and Predators are in comics now and shit. That's great. Yay. One of the biggest corporations in the world bought one of the biggest studios in history. That's not a good thing. Um, so far, it has been beneficial. Like, the Snyder Cut fans got their movie. Um, Sonic fans got, you know, a better Sonic model. Um, but it has emboldened people in a way yeah. that I'm, you have a son when Jax was little and he would whine about wanting something. If you gave it to him, did he never do it again? <laughs> or did you just teach him? Hey, if you bitch long and loud enough, you'll get what you want. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's like that. Also makes me think of like, uh, like with dogs, like why dogs like scratch at you, and that is literally because you give them the attention, so they can they yeah. continue they continue to do it, yeah. that, and they'll all. And it's hard to get that out of them once they realize that that's a thing that like they your your response is always to show them attention when they do yeah. it, so they will Just always do it. Learned behavior, you know, mm -hmm. and like. It's one of those things where it's both a, it's a it's a dual-edged sword in the sense that if you respect somebody's intelligence enough like the the example you gave me with with Jax that there were definitely instances where I was like you are not getting that thing sure. that is fucking ridiculous dude and then I walk away from that conversation and I'm like is that the parent that I want to be cuz that's the conversation that I would have had as a kid with one of my parents and then I would cave and get him the thing that he wanted anyways. <laughs> and like explaining to him and having a conversation, I want you to understand this is why I did this. Not because you complained about it, but because of this. And like, you've done this well. And like, it's not about or deserve. You didn't deserve this. It's not about that. This is something that you wanted and I felt you should have it kind of thing. Um, and respecting his intelligence enough for him to understand that, like, I just can't complain every single time I want something and get it. Sure. But, like, not everybody's is intelligent. And I'm not saying Jax is, like, some fucking genius, but, like, or that I am. But, like, 
a lot of people don't like like you said it's that learned behavior hey we bitched and we made them change sonic we bitched and we got the the snyder cut um we on the inverse we bitched and gina carano is off the mandalorian sure like it's you see these things and you know the power that that you have as the fan to a certain degree and i think that that's where the crux of this argument comes that we're having uh, argument like the crux of this discussion we're having we're not arguing with each other um the crux of this is that like the the people who are on the the right side of history is the way that i look at it are finally standing up and we talked about this politically on the cold open when we talked about like how democrats for the longest time were just taking l's left and right and now they're kind of fighting back and like we're starting to see the good side of things here we're seeing you and mcgregor stand up we're seeing neil gaiman stand up uh i think it's is it connect pronounced kripke the guy who's the eric kripke, the oh, guy eric who's, Kri- uh, kripke yeah yeah eric kripke i'm gonna read this because i fucking love this quote in response to aaron moriarty speaks out against misogynistic boys fans hating starlight i feel silenced and dehumanized she said eric kripke's response hi trolls one, this is literally the opposite of the show's fucking message. Two, you're causing pain to real people with real feelings. Be kind. If you can't be kind, then eat a bag of dicks. Fuck off to the sun and don't watch the boys. We don't want you. <laughs> I had never seen that. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Like, that's, I'm I'm loving that. And is it the, the quote unquote right way? Is it like, no, but, but that and hasn't like, worked. And also, it, what's the right way? The right way is the one that is effective yeah. without hurting someone, without actually causing legitimate pain and and like financial ruin. Like, don't fucking destroy. I mean, that, even that's not true. Uh, <laughs> like, fuck, fuck their lives and their money. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, it's it's it is it's it's on such a case by case basis. Yeah. And the the method of you know like oh well let's. Just try and be as nice as we can, and eventually they'll come around. Nope. Some people only understand shitty reactions. Some people only understand violence. Some people only understand telling somebody to fuck off. You can try all you want to be as polite as, as you can for as long as you want. And some folks will just look at that as weakness and take full advantage. Right. So at a certain point, yeah, you got to just put your foot down. This is as far as we're going. Clubhouse doors closed. You're not welcome. And, you know, a reminder about the the tolerance paradox. Uh, You know, tolerating intolerance just leads to intolerance. So no, that's not how that's going to work. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, Kripke, that's fucking phenomenal. That's so good. Yeah. I love that the Lord of the Rings guys have stood up. Yes, the entire cast of the old movies. Yeah. Ah, uh, fucking killing it. How, how come? How come the only nice person is is Galadriel? Well, did you read the fucking book? Probably didn't. I mean, fucking. How come there's black elves? Who cares? Why is that a problem? Why is that a problem? Wait, like, okay, you know what? You know what? Um, Tolkien. For I mean, Tolkien is known for his long and very clear descriptions of things. That man will go on for pages about a, a single fucking tree. So show me in the books where he says all elves look like this. Because he must have written it, right? It must be there. 
Show me. Tolkien never actually addressed the skin color of the dwarves. Shocker. And apparently at one point, one well, of the... Go ahead. I was going to say, uh, that uh, Neil Gaiman actually responded to, to one, uh, one of those, uh, to someone who said something along those lines, uh, in which he said, Tolkien described the Harfoots as, quote, browner skinned than the other hobbits. So I think anyone grumbling is either racist or hasn't read their Tolkien. Your mileage yeah. may vary. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's irritating that people are saying this shit. It's irritating that the fucking king of all neckbeards and like <laughs> the fucking, I don't know why loser white dudes fucking love Elon Musk like they do. <laughs> like he is their goddamn king, man. And it's just, it's just sad and pathetic. And like, they just, they just worship at the altar of this dude, not realizing that all of his money has come from some other place. Like it came from his parents. Like yeah. he literally, do you do, does anybody realize that Tesla was actually a pretty decent company before he bought them out? It was a pre-existing company. He didn't invent shit. Yeah. yeah. Like he he did not invent any of this stuff. He just showed up with with a checkbook. Didn't, didn't his family own like an emerald mine? Yeah. Mine, yeah. mine in fucking uh, South Africa? Yeah. Blood diamond yeah. mine, yeah. Yeah. You know? There's a, lot of, yeah. there's a lot of stuff surrounding that too that implies that uh, his father also just took advantage of people they were and which is where their massive wealth came from. Yeah. It, it's just like, I, I really don't understand why incels fucking love Elon Musk like they do. Other than the fact that- he's like, one of them, that's yeah, why. That's, yeah, that's He's true. one of them. He, he, you know, he gets online and he makes the same kind of crass, awful, not funny jokes that they would in response to things. Yeah. And, be, and, and because he'll do things for the memes like, creating a like creating a cryptocurrency based on a meme and then you know dipping out when all those people then buy into it yeah because that's just what he does like yeah i if you're criticizing the idea, the idea that a billionaire can just be a regular old bro like yourself a regular yeah. piece of shit yeah yeah you know, we have never seen that before just you know? like you man yeah i'm a piece of shit and i hate women just as much as you do <laughs> um that that's what frustrates me the most is that like it's impossible now to find, not impossible, but like there's an article that I shared with you guys on Forbes and Forbes really spells it out that like, it's really hard to find genuine criticism of stuff anymore because of all of this extra bullshit that's attached to it. And like, we talked about it with She-Hulk in order to like sift through all of that stuff. We had to find somebody that we actually knew and trusted that was like a, like an actual like good reviewer in Shireen. Like I can trust her word because I know that she's not going to be like tainted by this sort of horse shit. But like, it was the same thing with Star Wars to the point where it even fucked up my viewpoint on the most recent trilogy, the JJ Abrams trilogy. Because like so many people fucking hated those movies that I was like, nope, I like them. I like them, they're great, they're wonderful, they're fantastic. Like early on, because I didn't want to criticize them because I didn't want to be like lumped into that like group of fucks like in as time has gone on i've had enough time to be like here's what was wrong with rise of skywalker but like it just it sucks to think that you literally can't critique things because of that but on the flip side that like you can't even have a legitimate discussion about about it with people like hey here are the problems that i have with the story and here's what i didn't like and i feel like it was rushed and i feel like jj abrams has a track record of doing this yeah why all the fucking women and black people wait what 
No, no, yeah. I didn't say that part. Why did you let's, say that part? Let's clarify what you don't like about it. Yeah. 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 And like, you can't trust Rotten Tomatoes anymore. Because yeah, people... Review bombing. Yeah. Yeah. You literally can't trust reviewers anymore. Like, you can only trust one side. The fan response doesn't fucking matter. Because who the fuck knows anymore? But honestly, there's a certain good that's coming from this. Now you actually have to fucking watch it to see if you like it. But half of like i wouldn't even say that's the other thing too i want to make this clear okay you hear republicans and conservatives say this shit all the time well half of the country disagrees you're not fucking half of the country Mm -mm. it's not half of the country it is a very vocal minority of people that's the narrative they're selling is we're we're divided one to one no no it's more like it's more like three to two it's more like even that's I think yeah. that's being as very liberal estimate. Because I was thinking like 60-40. <laughs> I was thinking maybe 70-30. I mean, like it's not it's not as balanced as they say it is. It's sure as fuck not 50-50. Yeah, it's definitely not 50-50. And like it's the same thing with these reviews, these people who are bombing these reviews. Like, I I really don't think they're as bad as as, as everybody's saying they are. I don't think, I haven't, I haven't even started Rings of Power yet. I really want to watch it because I love Lord of the Rings shit, but I haven't even started it yet. I'll get to it at some point, but like I guarantee you the critiques that I'm seeing of it are, are horse shit. Guaranteed. The people I like and respect that have watched it seem to really enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I've heard it too. Yeah. It's just, I, I'm just kind of annoyed that much like we were talking earlier, there's, there's so much controversy about one black character yep. being in the being in the show so much fucking nonsense yeah but i like the, i like this final lore. <laughs> jesus christ well yeah. and also yeah like so so to my point earlier about like oh well tolkien didn't say it okay even if he fucking did even if he did so who gives a shit who cares yeah like Shit changes. Stories adapt. Audiences shift. Like, fucking get on board or don't, but shut the fuck up. <laughs> I I want to point something out that, that frustrates me um, a lot with this sort of thing. Is like, for the most part, it, you rarely see the artists, the creators as the ones who were critiquing the most harshly. And like, I'm not shitting on people. Well, no, I am, fuck them. Um, Those who can't love to critique. And like, you don't see other writers trashing this shit. You don't see other artists trashing this shit. Occasionally you do, but that's rare. But like, I, yeah. I my my caveat to what you're saying is you yeah. don't see successful artists and writers there. doing that. There, it's just one of those things where like I, I feel like all of these people who are out here saying this stuff have never actually done anything successful. And like, if you want to try it, do something like, and then you'll understand the process. You'll understand that like, it's not as easy as just like. Well, let me just create this thing. It's going to be exactly like the book. 
It's going to be exactly like this. It's going to be exactly like that. Because you'll get the points where you're like, well, fuck, what, what am I supposed to do with this? Because they don't describe this dead on in the book. It just says they have a darker complexion. Well, let's make them black. And the fact that people are turning around and saying like, well, that's not the way you wrote it. Again, people don't even respect the thing enough to actually be well-versed in it. And it just, it, it's it's baffling to me that this Rue continues is- to being a thing. Rue is very clearly explained as having darker reflected hair yeah. and dark reflected skin and thick hair. It is indisputable in the book who she is and what she looks like. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm blanking on the other character's name, but same other same for the other character from her district. Yeah. And oh, yeah. when that mm-hmm. movie dropped, it it was the, honestly the first time I saw these people be truly honest about their feelings because i saw some version of the tweet i gotta be honest ruth's death doesn't mean as much because she's black wait hold up wait what movie Literal is this version for fucking uh, hunger games oh yeah hunger games Did you, you must I, have I, missed I, this i remember this oh, I, dude, I never yeah. i never read any of the books i never watched any of the hunger game movies. amanda okay. Sten, uh, St- uh, stenberg St- stenberg yeah. steinberg St- stenberg stenberg that was her first big role. She played okay. Rue in the Hunger Games, who is this little tiny girl, like, you know, 10 or 11 years old, yep. who, like, the way she survives as long as she does is she climbs up in trees. She hides from people and shit because she's so small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And her death is a major catalyst in the, in the story. And it is one of the things that um, Katniss uses to, like, really publicly change the narrative Mm-hmm. of what the games are uh, what, what they're like and how they work yeah and the the book does a great job of it the movie does an excellent job of it as well really showing how her death impacts the lead character mm-hmm. and i saw dozens if not hundreds of white teenagers and white 20-somethings men and women saying sometimes literally or some version of this of this tweet i have to be honest the death of rue doesn't mean as much because she's black yep now it is also important to note that these are the same people who read this book about fascism about racism and didn't put together the fact that rue's district is an agricultural district Mostly they work in the fields. It's really fucking obvious what this is supposed to be referring to. But again, people, well, I mean, people, they get an idea in their heads and that's that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of reading a description of a character and instantly forming an image in my mind that has nothing to do with what I just read. But when the words are so clearly pointed, I, oh, I didn't know she was black. It's it's in the writing, and it's referenced a couple times. You just decided how she looked. You ever see um, uh, Time to Kill? Yes. So McConaughey's uh, 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 closing argument, when he gives gives all the details, he breaks down the the crimes against this little girl. And then at the end of it, he says, now imagine she's white. And everybody's eyes snap open like, what? No. That What? No, that can't be. 
Um, it's the exact opposite of that, only it, it was real. All these mm -hmm. people imagined a little white girl. They basically they felt feelings for a character. They related and they 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 felt genuine pain about the death of this character. And it must be a white person because they, they're the ones that matter. But talk Fuck. about saying the fucking quiet part loud. That is just man. I just <laughs> that I is just, impressive. <laughs> I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine that thought going through my head. Like I've read a lot of books, man, and like I read um, Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep is a perfect example. But that also, no, no, because um, what's his name? Um, Flanagan. Mike Flanagan. Yeah, Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan like casted. Or I don't know. Well, he didn't do the casting, but I'm sure he was involved in it. Like everybody in that fucking movie looked exactly as the way they were described in the book. Like I just I couldn't imagine watching that and seeing Abra and being like, oh, she's black? Well, now I'm not into it. Like, now I don't really care what happens to her. Like, the fuck? I mean, I get fucking intrusive, gross thoughts all the time. And my reaction is like, Jesus, why did you do that, brain? Yeah. Not, I'm going to share this online. <laughs> share it on Twitter. And like, that's the thing. These weren't, these weren't like, um... Uh, I, I can never remember the term for it, but there's a French term for like being near a cliff and having the urge to jump. Um, um, it, it's something like the invitation of the of, uh, of the cliff or something like that. Um, but it's like, this isn't an intrusive thought these people had. This isn't something that flashed in their brain and they, they regretted thinking it or they weren't sure why they felt that way. This is something that they saw, they felt, and they felt compelled to write ah, about the call of the void. The call of the void. Yes, um, it was l'appel du vide. Yeah. <laughs> that they were like, oh yeah, no, I have to, I have to relate this information, my perspective on this online. Um, like, what the fuck? What in the fuck is wrong with people? We'll have our own town. It'll be wonderful. Yes, we'll marry our cousins. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought you were into that. Yeah, like because they're so beautiful. <laughs> I just, I don't fucking get it, man. Uh, and like a Queen reference there. There's a What's what? No, there's a, there's a Queen of England reference there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we haven't touched it on that at all. Because fuck yeah. all of that, man. Yeah. Like it's a bummer that like. An someone's lady grandma died. and someone's mom died. That yeah. sucks for them. Yeah. But the queen, I don't give a shit about. Like, someone's mom and grandma is dying right now. That's happened yeah. all over the world. The queen, yeah. I yeah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not shedding fucking tears. Yeah. The 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 yeah. memes that have made me laugh the most though are the ones where it shows like Princess Diana waiting for Queen Elizabeth to show up in heaven. She's got like a brick in her hand. Like it's, <laughs> it's Jesus. Yeah. Like it, the whole, the whole thing frustrates me because like, yeah, I, I have those thoughts too. Every now and then like some horrible shit pops into my head too, but I never say them out loud because I know I don't actually believe them, you know? Yeah. But the, that's the other thing that people are missing is like when you say that shit out loud or on social media, you're telling everybody that's what you believe. 
And like, I think that that's the other thing is, is like some people are trying to be the edge lord comedians, you know? Let me say the most inappropriate shit I can possibly say because it's, it's, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, fars it's farcical. It's, um, uh, parody. Why can't I think of the word? That's driving me nuts. Oh no. Um, either way, you're, it's, it's so ridiculous and nobody who knows you would actually think that you would say that sort of thing. Ah, yes. Yes. Um, parody, essentially. But, like, that's the problem, is that requires you to be good at what you're doing. Because and that you, is a very difficult thing to pull off. Context is very important. Yes. You need to know your audience. Yeah. You need to be clear that what you're doing and saying is absurd. And in, and to do that, you have sometimes you have to go very big. Sometimes you have to go very small. It is a nuanced thing you're trying to do. Yeah. And it's not something you're supposed to do all the time. Yeah. Because, uh, I think it's a quote from a Vonnegut book, we are the things we pretend to be. The more you do something like that. I mean, th think of think of a, like a, a, a fucking piece of slang that you started saying ironically that is now in your proper vocabulary. Yep. That shit happens all the time. And it's because you just, you lay that neural pathway and that's just how you do it. That's what you do from that point on. This is a word I say, this is how I feel about a thing. Now you might stop and say, well, I don't really think that. Well, that's what you're portraying. Yeah. That's there's, what you're, you're, you're telling people that's how you think. That's what you're emboldening. There's two words that I can think of. There's an R word and there's a G word. Um, especially if you grew up in the nineties that mm -hmm. you used very liberally a lot of times that um, if you're not paying attention, sometimes you'll say it anyways and you don't mean it because they don't actually mean the things that you're saying. They're offensive to people. And like, I think that's the problem is I, I think of those two words and I think of people who still use them. And like somebody will say, hey man, you probably shouldn't use that word. Well, why? Everybody's too sensitive. And you get so defensive and you're like, I can't change who I am regardless of who. It fucking happened in DC. That there was a whole football team named something horribly offensive and people would defend it and find sources of, well, I talked to somebody who is Native American and that name's not offensive. It, okay, one person. Like, it, I have this token right here who gives me permission. Yes, exactly. Oh, I know lots of people that are black. I'm allowed to use this word too. Or better still, yeah. you never see the person. You never yeah. actually hear from the person. So of yeah. course they exist. Like Canadian girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> now she's in toronto this weekend um it, it's Just the price you pay when you're dating chrissy turlington yeah you know like <laughs> <laughs> it, it just it kills me that like people are unwilling to grow and unwilling to change it's 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 the whole argument of like man you're exactly the same as you were in high school man that's so cool no the fuck it's not for me, that was shit. 22 years ago? Like, if I'm the same person as I was 22 years ago, that's fucking pathetic. Like, you didn't grow at all? Like, that's that's not good. And, like, the, the borderline racist shit that we said, this is why I have an issue with South Park. South Park is a show of the 90s. We're so extreme. Look at us. We're making fun of everybody. Everybody, no one is safe. Nothing is sacred. That's what we're going to do. And like they didn't evolve with the times and they still play that. And like 
I honestly don't think that the audience is smart enough to get it. And like they're a unwilling, lot of them aren't, yeah. yeah, they're unwilling to adapt and they're unwilling to change because they're because again they're products of their environment. That's who Trey Parker and Matt Stone are. I grew out out of it. I was like, this is no longer enjoyable. I'm not enjoying this. But also, I saw the people who really do enjoy it, and I was like, I don't want to be associated with with that. It's a lot of shows are like that. It was the same thing with The Big Bang Theory. You saw the people who were like, oh, it's funny, fucking nerds. Look at them, they're making fun of nerds. And you're like, yeah, they're making fun of nerds, not yeah. they are nerds. And like, there, there's a huge difference. Like, it, it's- This is not a laughing with us situation. Yeah. yeah. It, and like, I, I feel that I'm just glad the tide's changing, uh, the tide is turning and that we're seeing people stand up and being like, this is not fucking cool anymore. Like, it, it's not- I think people were afraid to really take on the tr the toxic trolls because they were like, well, if we alienate them, then we might lose money. And ultimately that's what it kind of comes down to. But like, I think like Disney has started to realize they're like, we don't fucking care. We're making money no matter what. And in fact, by doing this, we're actually bringing on a whole nother set of, of, of people that can become our new audience. So we can lose the old, we can bring in the new, everybody wins, we make record profits. Because ultimately that's the sad part about it is if they weren't making money, they wouldn't fucking care. If it really came down to it and like, they were like, well, if we alienate the trolls, we're gonna lose money. They would be fucking silent. So there's a certain amount of it where I'm happy and I'm, I'm proud of this, but at the same time, there's a certain amount that's kind of sad. Mm. Just gotta try, keep trying to be the best we can. We can, we can. Because together there are no heights that we can't reach. <laughs> I tried to say that like when just serious, I can't do it. We can do this together, everyone. Let's all hold hands and sing a song at the end of the podcast. Um, no, man, I'm, I'm fucking proud of the of, of Neil Gaiman. I'm proud of the Lord of the Rings guys. I'm proud of you and McGregor. I'm proud of um, Hayden Christensen. Everybody's standing up and being like, I don't really give a fuck what you think anymore. Like, especially seeing people like Hayden Christensen who got ripped to shreds in the original trilogy or the prequel trilogy like they're getting their shine now and people are standing up for them and like they're getting a chance to be even though he's darth vader you know a villain he's getting to be a hero and that's kind of dope so i'm glad that this is what we're seeing there's this glimmer of hope in, in an otherwise fucking angry world of of youtubers who yell at everyone about everything and are always angry like that's the other thing like how is that sustainable how can you always be that angry it's exhausting. Yeah. Like they don't I'm constantly filled with rage, but I'm not always constantly angry. <laughs> Most of the time my rage is sated with waffles and things like that. Yeah. So. It's the the fire's always burning. That doesn't mean I'm always <laughs> burning something with it. Yeah. All right, we'll go ahead and wrap up here, folks. Um, we appreciate you listening. We really truly do. Thank you so very much for making what is three friends talking every week about the things that we love and the things that piss us off um, for making it a thing where you're listening as well. We're, we're glad to have you. And we hope we continue to have your attention and your time every week as we do more of these podcasts. So stay tuned. Uh, we are going to be doing uh, the Sandman here very, very soon. Um, we'll be joined by some more of our GGR contributors as well. So we can have a nice roundtable discussion about what has honestly been one of the most impactful things that I've watched recently. Like. 
I, I was drawn into that series. Like it does a really, really good job of just like grabbing you and like sucking you into that universe. So we'll definitely be talking about that soon. We'll have more episodes about the diner. Um, I'm sure MC will have more episodes of uh, the overflow and of uh, GGR post game because yep. the NFL season is just about to start. So once the Washington Commanders fall apart, like they are, you know, off to do <laughs> oftentimes, um, I'm sure there'll be plenty of commentary on that as well. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. But for all of us here at the Great Geek Refuge, thank you very much. We love you. We appreciate you. We'll go to the old one, the old tagline, the one that I have on my water bottle that I take to work and people ask me about all the time. Hey, when you're out there and you're doing the geeky nerdy stuff, be nice, be kind, and don't be a juice bag. That's all we ask. Have a great week. for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!